Welcome, welcome. This is MAPA, the very first and only Cypriot football podcast. I'm Stel, I've got Roy here and also Kiri from Cyprus Mail. Welcome gentlemen. Roy, how you doing? I'm fine, man. I'm fine. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be really interesting and I hope that people are going to love it as much as they do the No Chofters podcast. Hopefully people from other countries are going to, you know, uh, find some interest about the Cypriot League that maybe, and rightly so for some, uh, is um, underestimated, but maybe we can change their mind and uh, make more people interested. Absolutely. And I'm happy to, ha- I'm happy to have Kiwi on uh, the show as well. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very nice addition to what we're, what we're, what we're trying to do. 100%. Well, Kiri, welcome to the, the podcast, mate. And uh, you're going to be the, the third wheel, the third cog in this in this yeah. machine of ours, you know? Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, really excited to, to see how the season unfolds. And yeah, like Roy said, uh, let's see if we can make people more interested in, in Super Football. There's, it's not for a lack of intrigue in the background, that for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, look. Let's talk about your beloved Abolon then, because it's all change again. But it's, it's a new regime. It's a new attitude. Are you confident going into this season? Um, I mean, I'll say the same thing that I said to a friend about a month ago before, you know, being knocked out of Europe and everything, which is no. But, I mean, Abolon was at the end of a cycle like last year, maybe even two years ago. And actually the renewal act was a bit delayed even. Um, you know, the, the board should have been a bit more decisive with, you know, with their managerial options and with the players and with contracts. And yeah, it, it's a renewal. Now the thing is, everyone said, well, you know, it's a new manager, it's a new squad, there's going to be a lot of changes. We need to give them time. But this being Cyprus, you know, two losses in Europe, you know, or like a draw and a loss in Europe. And now, you know, they want to throw everyone out, you know, out of the, the squad. And, okay, I, I kind of get it because they've been a bit tied with the, you know, with the president a little bit and with the situation with the, with the quote-unquote technical director, who is not the technical director. There's been a whole lot of uh, shtick, you know, with Konnafis. Uh, and so, yeah, there's negativity, but it's it's early days. I don't really mind the you know being knocked out of Europe. Um, I think super teams really overvalued this first month. I mean, obviously, you know, there's the monetary incentive of being in Europe and making it to to the group stage, and you know, it's really exciting for fans if they get to travel uh, during the group stage and everything. I, I completely understand that, but in terms of evaluating, you know, the manager or the squad, it's so early and during the season. So I'm cautiously pessimistic is that even a thing something like that yeah well it's interesting because uh Skembri's come in as some kind of technical director who we know from our from his summer on morning obviously our bollon um zorniger came in the head coach replaced pedraghi who yeah he, he did pretty well last season to be pedraghi he started off well with olympiagos and he got the job at abolon but you know i guess the the uh target was was the title and uh, they felt the final hurdle and you know, big changes, especially uh, when it comes to the transfers. Uh, Mavrias has come in from Omonia, Greek international fullback. Iliev has also come in, pretty decent footballer. But I guess for me, the interesting one is 
whether Binguini will come back as the same player because last season he had a phenomenal goal scoring season, first year in Cyprus. Then he got a cruciate injury, and we don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. So yeah. is he the, the the vital cog that you guys need to to really go for that title this season? I I don't think it would be fair to pin that title on on Digini. He was one of the few like unquestionable bright spots like last season. Not just his goals, which were you know really really crucial whenever he he chipped in with a goal, but he's just like a really good player. You know, first touch positioning teamwork passing it's just like really really good player for you know for Cyprus but you know Petragis came in he what he he was okay tactically usually he started the games wrong and then he was quick to fix it like halfway through the game like the biggest example was Anorthosis uh, in Limassol last year like Anorthosis had a storming first half and then he switched a few things around and Abolon turned the game around as well but um, yeah, Digini, like after a cruise ship, he's going to come mid-season. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put too much hope on him specifically. It's all about what everyone else is going to do. Like a lot of players between 21 and 28, 29 years old. So it's, there's a lot of question marks about the Abolon squad at the moment. Um, with the manager, he's been trying to implement this new pressing style that the team wasn't really used to. He's got, you know, new squad, new players. It's it's tricky. It, I mean, even the best managers in the world, in the best leagues in the world with, like, really good players, it takes time to implement coherent press, pressing, you know, playing from the back. Like, the first game against Zilina, like, Abolon tried to play from back. It was a complete disaster. Like, Adelaris was playing, like, a CD uh, role. He, could, he was a bit slow and didn't have, really, like, the agility to like um, bypass any pressing it, it, it was it was tricky it was a lot of players missing as well but um it's yeah i think he'll need some time the, the the manager to see how how he manages to implement his ideas with the squad but we'll see i mean the, the final squad hasn't even settled yet which mm. is you know relate back to last year's champions like one of the the best things about Amonia the last three years is having like that stability like a core of players the manager being allowed to implement certain ideas um, like being able to add and, you know, remove a, f- a few players here and there rather than make wholesale changes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I think there's one player to look out for this season. That's Wellington, the central defender. His, his range of passing is fantastic. Um, but as you said, the pressing game is is something that is trying to get drummed into. And I saw an advert the other day uh, for season tickets and they were basically saying it's a new era at the club. Uh, we're focusing on the new stadium, which should be ready in 2023, I believe. So I do believe that Zorniger is the man that they want to stick with. But fans are impatient, especially in mm-hmm. Cyprus. And I don't know whether the president will back down to any fans that say, you know, right, we want to get rid of this guy. Or he's going to turn around and say, fuck, fuck you guys. This is my plan. This is how it's going to be. And uh, we need to... Um, just just continue with the philosophy, so to speak. But, Roy, let, let's talk about Ireland, the other club in Limassol. Interesting t- start to their season. Um, knocked out of the Europa League. Um, what was it? The Conference League, sorry. The qualifiers. They lost, lost a Carabag. But another club with big signings have come in. Shepovic, Marcos brothers, come in as a striker. They've lost Danila to Abuel. They've still got my favourite goalkeeper, Rosinha. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a running joke between me and Roy and Vozina. Yeah. But um, yeah. what, what do you make of them this coming season, Philemon? Because they lost Ryan Meyer, who was pivotal 
to them last season. Obviously, Danilo. So can you see them being a, a major threat? Uh, listen, before I talk about Ayala, a general like sort of uh, thing I'd like to say is that uh, obviously the things we're saying are hypothetical. The transfer window is still open. So even though a lot of teams have uh, added uh, a lot of players, uh, there's still going to be uh, some final touches uh, to all the squads. Uh, Omonia and Ayala are the two teams that are similar in the sense that uh, Ayala on the one hand got starting the season uh, with the manager for the fourth year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, even though we, we, we've we said that Ayal um, hasn't... Okay, they haven't brought in... Actually, they brought in 10 players because I, I was I was trying to do a bit of homework before we started the show. I thought I also signed like five or six, but they signed 10 players. But still, uh, the, the two key players for me uh, are Danilo and Mae. And uh, Danilo is going to be replaced by Pele, who I don't really know what to say about him. But uh, uh, Cepovic... Uh, at least the first few games showed that he can fill in Maez's shoes, but on a they're completely different players, very different players. But I, I do see IL uh, being a, a title contender till the end. Uh, I don't see how they can uh, sort of um, uh, destroy the, the the picture they had this far, the last couple of seasons, because they've been building it. So I think that they're going to be competitive. They're going to be solid. Uh, they're going to be a, a very good team. Um, and uh, this is why I believe for for Ael, uh, Apollo and I agree with what Kiwi said. And um, Apoel, who also signed also signed a lot of players. The difference between Apoel and Apollo is that Apoel signed players who we know because most of them played in Cyprus in the past, because Abolo signed a lot of players that uh, no one knows here in Cyprus. So that's another question mark. If you, because Abolo is trying to um, change the style of play, and uh, I don't think a lot of people are going to be very patient with... Uh, they already got disqualified and knocked out of the European uh, game. So if they do start and uh, have a bad uh, beginning to the season, I don't know how easy it's going to be for Gidesis to keep the players and Tornigar. But I believe that time's going to work uh, for Abolon. If they let them work, I'm pretty sure Abolon a few months from now uh, is going to be seen. Uh, uh, yeah, if but, you um, want. I, nah, sorry. No, I was going to say for, for, for Abuel, I mean, they made some statement signings, like major statements, like several of uh, not for his key players from last year, like yeah, Georgian okay, internationals. Yeah, okay, that's really, big, really money, like, yeah. big money players. Like um, I, I was surprised that they left uh, being managed by Getsbaya to join another club in Cyprus, and uh, Anton Maglitsa as well, huge signing. Croatian, yeah. Very, very yeah. good signing for our ball. Very good. Well, let's talk about them then, because you know, Roy, Roy, and I yeah. don't have any, well, don't have much love for them. But to be <laughs> fair, they've gone very aggressive in the transfer market. Uh, uh, very aggressive in this, and it, con- it concerns me. 
but it confuses me as to how they've managed to afford to bring in these players, Kiri, with the debt that they're in, or the, was it 12 million yeah. or 8 million or 20 million, yeah. whatever it is, there's still millions of, of euros in debt, but yet they're still able to fork out 250 grand a year on Ogreasvili uh, and X amount on Gvilidaya. So many players they brought in, as, as you mentioned. Um, but yeah. for me, it's not what you said with, um, with Zonica. I think um, Bursa is on a tightrope already because some of these players, from what I've heard, he didn't want. Some of the players he did want. But again, he came in, he galvanised them when uh, well, Mick McCarthy was sacked or Uzunidis or whoever the fuck was there beforehand. <laughs> Last season was a bit um, fractious for him. But yeah, I, th- I think Bursa's on a tightrope. What do you reckon? Um, I mean, I, the thing is, Last season was so bad for them, like catastrophic. I don't remember the last time I've had a season like that. And of course, you know, of, of all clubs, Omonia pounced on it. Um, you know, the, the contrast was huge uh, between the emotions. But um, no, I'm I'm shocked. Like I'm mildly shocked at the players that they've managed to sign after the previous two seasons. Because it's two seasons running. Um, not being, you know, doing well, knocked out of Europe, so missed out on that money, you know, the European uh, competition money. But um, it's a question. I mean, I remember a stat from last year that they owed like 1.5 million or 1.8 in just early player and manager contract terminations. Just terminating contracts early was like 2 million euros almost. So it's a question, but unlike um, Cypriot uh, 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 sports writer Zavos, like he wrote, like, okay, like asking in Cyprus, the land of like money laundering, where, where? where money came from. I mean, ale- this is all alleged and speculative, obviously, but, you know, who knows? I mean, who knows how anything is afforded here? So, but um, yeah, I think they're also going big because of, I think they're aiming... Maybe not the league, but I think if they finish second, I think the second place yeah. team goes to Champions League, right? So yeah, I think that's, that's the big catch for them. Yeah, that's massive, isn't it? That's massive for Cyprus because you know we know Abuel's history in the Champions League, we know Anorthos's history in the Champions League, so it's a massive incentive for for both clubs. But obviously, the the chasing pack. Um, so. In, in closing, I don't really want to talk too much about Apple here, Kiri, which is why I leave it to you. Um, is it make or break for them then? Because Roy and I have spoken about this before, and it's almost as if, I think Roy, was the term that you used um, all in for, for uh, Manitara? Um, yeah, but, but I also sorry. added, yeah, I also added that um, it's, it, maybe the term all in is not right because all in is, is with the money you, you have. When it's money that's not yours, because that's what, when you're in debt, they're in debt. And uh, you you can't help but wonder where he found this money. Obviously, it's not his. You, you, he didn't have it saved somewhere. He's like, ah, you know, guys, ah, you know, I saved this for a rainy day and now I'm buying all these players. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Because as Omonia fans, we, we paid a, a very hefty fee for doing that like 10, 12 years ago and we're still paying for it as well, even though people think, ah, now with Papa Stavro, everything's fine, everything's not fine. We owe more than 12 to 13 million still, Osomadio, the, the club. Uh, it cost us uh, our ultras and our fans to leave. 
And uh, I can't help but wonder what's going to happen if uh, things in the in the pitch don't go well and they don't get their results because it's not just, you know, when you don't have money, everything's um, the quality of, of the services and the products uh, go, they go with your second, third, fourth options. And uh, I don't know how easy it's going to be for Abuel. Uh, also, Bursa, even though he's a good tactician, I don't know if he's got the personality to handle all these star players you brought in. And like Kiri said, uh, if, if Getspire couldn't handle these three Georgian players who are explosive characters as well, I don't know. Because don't forget, they've got Devicenti, who is not a very good, good boy, you know. And, and now it's very difficult to maintain the balance in the, in the dressing room as well. And I'm very curious to see that as well. I'm sure Abuel is going to win a lot of games because of the quality they added. But for me, uh, like I said, uh, the podcast with Chan, uh, 11 solists um, and they need to have an uh, orchestra. You know, they, they've got their individual quality is good, but I prefer the 11 who play the best football together than the 11 best players, individuals. Yeah. You know? individuals. Yeah. So uh, it's a very big question, Mark, for me, Abuel. Maybe yeah. this is a good uh, springboard to move to Anorthosi, since yeah. we mentioned the three Georgians. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what you think uh, still. Well, from, from what I've been told, um, Anorthosi are happy that those three Georgians have gone because they unsettled the dressing room, which is probably why... Ketspar didn't really make too much of a fuss about it, especially when Ogriasvili left. And from what I've been told a couple of weeks ago, Ogriasvili had clashed with the manager, something that's mm -hmm. been kind of swept under the carpet. So, yeah, it's always like a soap opera with that club. But um, it's financial it as well still. It's yeah. financial as well, because I think Espaya said it was, you know, yeah. the, other the other club offered a lot more. We couldn't, so that was our roof. And okay. Yeah, I think it's. I think it was also a, like a man manager. I mean, I know that they're, they're both Georgian, but it was also um, like Getspaya is very Mourinho-like in a lot of ways. Uh, in that he wants certain players to do certain things that don't really fit their like natural talents or attributes or you know the natural positional tendencies. Like okay, I was really like yeah, he played on the left for Anatoly like a lot. But he's not like a left midfielder. He's like a left number ten, like a left forward, like mm. advanced left forward. Mm. Okay, Getspire had him, you know, tracking back, but it's okay. You track back until midfield, fine. But I mean, I remember against that ball on in in uh, in, in Lanaka, he had he tracked back almost to the corner flag. He won the ball back. He was so gassed out. He gave the ball back to Abola and we scored like immediately. It, it's I, I don't think if you're like a naturally attacking player, you want to play for a manager that has you tracking back all the way back to your fullback. You know what I mean? It's it's that uh, element as well. It's very interesting you say that because I uh, I think that uh, Henningberg is is the same, and that's why maybe sometimes he doesn't sign players with those characters. He wants soldiers. He doesn't want players that are really good at one thing. He wants them to contribute in uh, a lot of uh, other uh, aspects. I mean, other than their natural talent. So that's why you don't see 
a centre forward that scores 20 goals and that's the only thing he's good. That's why he loves Duris. That's why he loves Chepa. That's why he chooses not to have a number 10 that he's only good at set pieces or like a through ball. He wants them to defend and run and track back. And yeah, I just, yeah, I thought that was the right time to mention that. Yeah, but they added the Lazaros to Lobulos. Yes. It was like, okay, he had a huge injury two years ago, like a big, big injury and he's 34 years old. But um, even in preseason, he, his quality on the ball, like his, like his technique is just so good. Really, really good player. Very good player. There we go. Well, look, before we wrap it up, gentlemen, we've got two clubs I'd like to quickly talk about. Um, Ayek, who, again, very, very aggressive in the transfer market. They brought in Matt Derbyshire and Thiago, two uh, Omonia greats, as I like to call them. And Anorthosi. Um, as we mentioned, they lost their three key players, but they brought in some decent talent in Carl Lafferty. Um, Roy, what do you make of Anorthosi this season? Do you think that they're going to be mounting a title charge, charge? Because historically, over the past two, three seasons, we've seen them do really well at the beginning. And then when it comes to December, they just fall off. Yeah, that's uh, that's true, what you're saying about Anorthosi. Uh Anorthos is, uh, is the third team uh, from, from the group that kept the manager for the third year running. So it's Omonia, Ael, and Anorthosis. And even though Getspaya has a, a style of play he likes to implement, uh, for me, Anorthos is a question mark again this season. I don't, I don't know uh, if they've reached the, the roof and the roof is like third or fourth position. I'm not sure. I'm not going to be surprised if they do better, but um, they're going to be, I think they're going, they're going to be okay, but I don't really have a, an idea of where to place them. They're, they're, they're confusing me a little. I, I want to see them play a little bit more and then I'll be able to have a more, uh, a more clear picture in my mind of what they're doing. They're not, I'm not overly concerned. I'm not they're being intimidated. But on the other hand, you can't underestimate them because, uh, you know, they are an orthosis, the team of Gaspaya. Gaspaya always has good teams. Uh, but if they go all the way, um, I'm, I'm not sure at the moment. I have to see them a bit more. What do you think, Kiwi? For Anorthosis, um, no. yeah, it, it's a question mark. I, I kind of clocked Getspaya like at the last, like in the playoff round for the champ for the championship, he switched it up a little bit. He he let like loosen the shackles just a smidgen more than he did in the first round, especially when he played really stodgy conservative football. And uh, Lazaros, Deletic, um, they're like good positive players and also no doubt really in midfield who yeah really good at winning back the ball but he was useless like in terms of like attacking football so maybe I don't know maybe there's a little bit more um a, a few more elements in our offices that might facilitate a tad bit more attacking football which might benefit them especially in the in the long run because I had a lot of draws on Arthosi last year um so I it's tricky. Again, they've bought good players, but um, Ael a bit more well-drilled because of Gerkes, and then Boyle invested heavily. So there's each team has its own little question mark. Ael missing Maier, Aboel buying a lot of good players, but in one go. And then Anorthosi having a few changes, but I don't know. 
I, I think I could see them easily being close to the top two, top three, like last year. Um, not sure if they'll have what it takes to push through to, you know, go, you know, go really close with Omonia, for example. But um, yeah. I Lovely. agree with the Roy in general, yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And what about Ajax then? Because I, I, I have a feeling they're kind of dark horses. And the one thing that, that is putting me off, saying that they're going to be really challenging for the title, is their new head coach, uh, David Catania. Uh, Catala, sorry. Catala. Um, yeah, he doesn't have much experience. I know he's, he was their youth coach. But well, this is his first senior job. But then again, as I said, they've got so many experienced players in now. Obviously, they've already got Triskovsky, they've got Agorane already. Um, you know, so many players have come in. It's going to take time for them to, to bed in. And you know what? I'm going to say this. He won't mind me saying this. I spoke to Matt Derbyshire last weekend about it. In fact, it was after the, the draw with uh, Abuel in the, the preseason game. And he said, look, you could tell there's a team here. You could tell that, you know, the, the, uh, the bond is there. The players get on with each other. And all it takes is for them to gel. And when they do, they'll be a force. And if Darbs is saying that, I'm going to believe him. What do you reckon, Gary? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, um, I, I don't think he would slag his, you know, new club or anything. But um, they have two really good forwards up front. Who, okay, they might not have the speed and agility that they had when, you know, during the younger days. But um, give him a chance and high quality players for, for Cyprus, especially if Ike, you know, in midfield managed to create chances for them. Because um, they, they also added Romo from Carmiodisa, yeah. who's a decent, he's a decent player as well. Um, and they also got a, a better keeper than, than last year. I, 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 I liked their keeper a lot. It was like the difference at them conceding loads of times. Um, so if they if they manage to shit less goals, I think they have good firepower up front. Actually, um, yeah, I so I think that all in all, it's a, it's a better squad than last year. Like, brilliant. And the, Roy, the, they've added they've added experience as well uh, because if you look at Akwaran, he's thirty seven, thirty eight. He's got Matt, Matt who's thirty five, Thiago thirty four, um, um, Triskovsky is also thirty four, thirty five. I mean. I'm pretty sure uh, when you have experience, um, you know, you, you can't be a bad team when you have experienced players. If they manage to gel, obviously, I've seen now that they've signed 13 players. And uh, I can't say there's a lot of teams that have, you know, the firepower they've got up front with Romo on the one, Triskovsky on the other, and Matt on, on, on top, Aspume. It's a very good team. And if the rest of the team stand behind and they manage to it's all a question of how at what point they will gel um maybe ix going to take a bit more time than others but once they do i think they're going to be a power that uh, you know you can't uh, definitely underestimate i generally think it's going to be a very interesting uh, championship the one coming uh, and definitely we're going to have a lot of opportunities to talk about it in more detail. This was just like a, an introduction. But uh, if I may just uh, add another couple of things uh, before we go, I'd like to talk about Paphos, which is a prime example of a, a team that money doesn't always uh, make you successful. And uh, they seem to be lacking uh, an identity and a philosophy, even though they've got investors pumping in money left, right and center. 
they always seem to play at the full capability when everything's decided. So that's why you see them like at the beginning of the season. Uh, and because they bring a lot of players, they don't manage to gel, they don't manage to play as a team. Uh, the the um, unpleasant surprise, because you expect so much from them. And then when basically everything is almost decided, they start the counter-attack and they win games and they play attractive football. They've got some very, very good players, Pafos. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's a matter of time for them to enter the top six. And I don't know if that's what they're lacking for them to establish themselves as a, a new power in the Cypriot uh, league. Uh, additionally, Aris is also a question mark because they've got an investor now. Maybe Q can tell us a bit more because he lives in Limassol and he knows. I mean, they've signed some impressive names as well. And then you've got Achna and Doksa, who are powers in the Cypriot league that, you know, uh, are, are, are there not just for the for the football skills, let's say, in the four lines, but yeah, that's uh, opening up a can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, just very three quick points. Uh, one for Ayak, which was a previous topic, but they've added Shatha, Shatha, um, Shatha, Shatha, Shatha Salamina, Salamina. Yeah. Who did well two seasons ago and then fell kind of like last year, season. But um, 22 years old, Cypriot, I'm curious to see if they use him or, or if he's just going to make the numbers you know, of homegrown players. But yeah, want to put a pin on basically. For Aris, I, I haven't really looked into them because they were, you know, in the second division last year. But it's interesting that they signed some good players from, especially from Spain, like Alaves, like Aris, like signing players from, from Alaves. Is that the really curious, curious uh, moves? But we'll see how well they do. For Bafos, actually, I think they, they merit their own episode. Because there's a lot of stuff in the background with the ownership and the model that they're trying to implement and the recruitment. There. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, about Bafos. But um, yeah, there's there's stuff brewing behind the scenes with them. Mm. It's interesting to see if the ownership sticks with it. But it, I think it actually merits a, yeah, its own little discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, we're going to do more shows throughout the season. There's going to be more and more stories to talk about Cypriot football. It's... Uh, it's a world of its own, isn't it? But um, gentlemen, thank you for jumping on. Uh, this is Mappa, the first episode. We haven't spoken about Omonia, and I know we, we should have done Roy, but we've got the No Chop This podcast. Yeah, and we, yeah, it's all about Omonia, which is on the Shooter Defense platform. So look for No Chop There's and you hear me and Roy discussing everything Omonia. Kiri, thank you for jumping on. Really appreciate Thanks, it. Mate. Kiri, Before man. we let you go, do you want to pro- promote any social media? Anything that you've got? Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter. At, um... Difficult name, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Nicolau Kiri. So it's N-I-C-O-L-A-O-U-K-Y-R-I. Um, that's about it. I mean, you can find me on Cypress Mill writing about non-football stuff these days, mm-hmm. uh, but that's a, that's a different discussion. Um, in the coming days, I'll have a short interview coming on the paper with uh, Bobby Zamora and Anton Ferdinand. Superb. Uh, nothing too in-depth, but it was interesting. They were in Cyprus uh, these uh, couple of weeks, so got a chance to, to meet them so yeah look out for that excellent and Roy you don't use uh, Twitter much but you're on Instagram aren't you yeah I'm uh, Roy no this and that's my go. boy Chase Dill 
There you go, it's me on Instagram. So that's it for our first episode of This Is Mup. Hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, hit that subscribe button, like, share, tell everyone that you know. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, whatever, just leave a review, five stars if it's nice. And hey, we're, we follow us on Twitter at Shoot the Defence. Hit us with any questions. I know that Cypriot football is very popular, especially in North London. So there you go, gentlemen. So until next time, take care.